listening to Thriving in the Chaos. Hey, leaving your corporate job to become an entrepreneur can be scary. Join Dorothy Cole, a former media and sports finance exec and single mom before turned accidental entrepreneur, for quick, digestible tips, insight into her personal journey, and a little humor on how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who's trying to find your way through the chaos, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Thriving in the Chaos. This is the last episode of my inaugural season. Thank you so much to those of you who took the time to listen to my podcast. I appreciate it very much. In this episode, I'm tackling boundaries. This is a big trigger for me, and I'll explain why. I'm going to go down and dirty into a little bit of my personal life for a moment. During my now defunct marriage, boundaries were a major issue. My ex didn't respect them didn't acknowledge him, and violated them on a daily basis. I'm talking anything from walking in on me in the bathroom to going through my things to things I will not bother to mention on this podcast. Interestingly, this continued even after we separated. And a lot of that is because it's really tough telling an eight-year-old to tell daddy, no, you can't go upstairs into mommy's bedroom. That after-marriage boundary issue included stealing my underwear from my dresser and hacking into my emails. Now, you might say, hey, Dorothy, why didn't you just lay down the law? Well, you know what? He intimidated the hell out of me. Enforcing boundaries with him resulted in loud, abusive, and bullying behavior. I was terrified to say no. That's just the truth of it. But when I finally learned how, my stress levels dropped dramatically, and my blood pressure, and I took control of my life and my space. Let me just add that it took a full six years after we separated and two years after our divorce was final for me to muster up the courage to enforce those boundaries. It's a long time, huh? Okay, so how does this relate to professional boundaries? Good question. As entrepreneurs, I'm sure we can all agree that the line between personal and professional is blurred at best and non-existent in reality. And for those of us who left corporate careers, We might remember it was never really an option to tell your boss, no, I'm not doing that. Not if you wanted to keep your job. In our corporate jobs, we were always on that hamster wheel of do more, do more, do more, and hope that at review time we were recognized for our work and compensated or maybe even promoted. And if we weren't, we left for another company. But we never said no. Shift to entrepreneur life. When we have boutique firms or are early on in our process, we want to say yes to everything because that means what? Revenue. And once we get the clients, I think a lot of us battle some fear that if we just say no to that one extra thing or that just this one time, please add on, that the client will fire us or worse, pass along bad reviews of our service to others in our mutual networks. But when we do that one extra thing, we are effectively moving the line in the sand just a little bit. And then the next time we do it again, because, well, it wasn't that much extra effort and my client was super happy, but then the client pushes the line one more time and then another and then another. And before we know it, that scope has been significantly exceeded and we're resentful and our client doesn't understand why we're now annoyed at what previously was acceptable to ask. During a recent discussion with my CFO pod, a colleague of mine, Stacy Lee, told me, Dorothy, you're creeping your own scope 
huh? But I was. I was allowing it to happen. If I had just said kindly, I can do that, but it's out of scope and I can add it to my invoice or we can have someone else on your team handle that. Or I'll add it this one time, but after this, it'll have to be an addition to the work we're doing and addition on my invoice. And then I would have saved myself a lot of resentment, a lot of work I wasn't getting paid for, and frankly, a conversation later on that was uncomfortable at best. When we're our own boss, we're in control of what we're asked to do. We cannot lose sight of that. So what are the best ways to avoid boundary issues? Of course, always have a contract with a scope of work. Have an initial onboarding meeting, an actual meeting, and discuss exactly what your work's going to include and exactly what your work is not going to include. Communicate often and communicate well. Frequency of communication is key in all aspects of service, but especially here. And of course, say no. That's an easy one, right? But if you're like me and you already have clients who are pushing or exceeding that boundary envelope, what do we do now? Have the conversation. Nothing beats relationship management. Chances are your client didn't even realize that what they were asking for resulted in extra work for you. And if they do, truly, sometimes they just need to be reminded. If you do decide to perform the additional work pro bono, well, great. But consider adding that line item on your invoice at your regular retail rate and then crediting back on the next line so that your client understands what exactly it should have cost. Or consider it an opportunity to sell additional services. Maybe when you first engaged with this client, it was a legit smaller project that has now spawned a real need for additional work. And if the boundaries continue to be pushed and scope creep continues to be an issue, maybe that's the market speaking to you. Maybe you should consider adding those services to what you're already offering and increasing your price. Or maybe the prospects you're connecting with are not the right fit for what you want to be doing, which means you need to adjust where you're reaching out for clients or adjust your marketing to attract your ideal client. Remember, if referrals are your best resource for filling your pipeline, you're going to continue to get the same type of clients that you already have because those clients are referring others who are similar to themselves. If that's the case, you'll need to call that client load and keep the ones that are your ideal and get rid of the ones that are not. Only in this way will you retain clients that respect you and your boundaries and that will refer more of those types of clients. The wonderful Brene Brown said, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. Isn't that the truth? Keep that in mind because when we don't feel valued, we suffer. I'm Dorothy Kolb, Fractional CFO. If you're looking for someone to help you interpret financial data or are ready for a strategic partner, contact me at dkeast.com. I hope you'll continue to join me in my next season. Connect, subscribe, and be sure to rate and comment on the podcast. Grab your confidence and let's build that multi-million dollar empire and thrive in this chaos together. This has been a production of DK East Media, a subsidiary of DK East Associates. Find us on the web at dkeast.com or follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at dkeastassos. 
That's D-K-E-A-S-T-A-S-S-O-C. 